0: The following was created specifically for the Wellness Revelation: The Journey, A movement of people towards the Heart of God. To learn more about this movement, go to revelationwellness.org/book Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. So excited to get to be with you today. Today, I have another Facebook Live for you. We are talking about weight loss and wholehearted living, not balance. Can we all just, let's just strike the word balance from our vocabulary. I don't, unless you're standing on one foot, like, yes, I want you to have balance, but (laughs) everything else, God did not want you to stand on one foot. He wants you to stand on two feet, two whole feet. Be wholehearted people that wherever you are, you belong. I'm going to get after this belonging place. How we respond as worshipers to be ready for a battle where we know we belong. Um, I honestly want to free your heart. I don't want you to feel like you have more to do. You already have all that you need inside of you to pull out and tug on the gospel to live a whole and free life. So we'll talk about wholeheartedness today. We'll talk about three things that will keep you from yo-yo dieting. That you can practice after 25 years as a professional in the fitness world and a lover of Jesus. These are three things I saw. If people apply these three things into their life. Um, they they will see a turnabout. One of them being mindfulness. The second one being living as a wholehearted person. And the third, just sufficiency. Like what it what it means to live as a sufficient person being satisfied being full and then of course the lies that come for that as well so more training today i hope it blesses your socks off hey if you're in kansas i'm coming october 27th 28th last weekend of october would love to hug your face off. I'm really good at hugging faces off. Um, so, come and see me there in Topeka, Kansas. You can go to our events page here. I'll put it in the show notes for revelationwellness.org. Go to the events page and check that out. And then, some of you have asked if I come for speaking engagements. Yes. If it's not just you know don't don't have the time for a two-day rev on the road event, then um, just love to come and encourage your community. This is a message that transcends the fitness. I think you guys know that. This is the whole gospel message. And today's message is included in that. As we have been given the right, the honor, and the privilege to be wholehearted people. Would love to see that happen more and more. And I just believe it will. So let's continue the conversation today. Thanks for sharing this podcast. Thanks for leaving reviews. I read them all. And I look forward to talking to you again. Peace. to take its place so all right here we go we're talking week four strength and sufficiency we are halfway through how are we feeling about that you guys halfway through here's the good news um if you have been like elisa i've barely done anything okay the book is still here that's the best part is now that we have the book you can pick it up anytime all the podcasts are staying okay so they're not going to go away they will forever be in the in the podcast field I would encourage you guys to write the numbers down though so that you know you know podcast number 226 is this week that would help because they will start to just fall into the feed a year from now they'll be you know 50 to 100 episodes behind I don't even know how what do they do once the how does that work in iTunes I think they keep building all the podcasts so They will be there. They're not going anywhere. Um, So we tend to fall into two buckets right now. And I talk about that this week in the scenarios. Two scenarios tend to happen. And we're about halfway through. So we're probably seeing some of this. This is a weight loss scenario number one. And this is after 25 years of training clients. And my heart is for people. I love people. I love change. I believe anything is possible. I am a faith. Like faith is a gift for me. So I always say if you don't have faith, tell me. I'll believe it for you um, because if God said it, he'll do it. So big faith. But one of two things would tend to happen, and usually after the honeymoon wears off, right? Like eh, one week, two weeks, you're sore. Three weeks when it starts to become like the pattern, you know, and the habit is now the joy of this habit tends to kind of lose its luster. We love new things, but when new things become repetitive things, we tend to eh, get a little weary. That's why we've spent so much time working on the heart, working on the, okay, this is about God. This is me surrendering and living a full life to God as a worshiper, who is worshiping, giving, giving my affections to God, keeping him first and most in my life, then everything else, as Matthew 6, will fall into place. And that's what we've been doing. We've been working that heart space. So as the luster starts to wear off, as the fun starts to maybe go away, well, first of all, I don't think your life is supposed to be one of dread. Joy is abundant. Now, joy isn't happiness, but joy is a contentment. It's a certainty that God is doing a good thing, that I get to be in it with him, that I'm not outside, I'm actually inside, that I'm not falling behind. I'm actually right where I need to be. But are my eyes open and my ears turned to hear? Because he's speaking. And that's why we spent three weeks training you guys in stillness, to be still and be loved. Little movement. just I'd rather you spend more time in quiet. I talked about that as mindfulness. If you want to get off the yo-yo train diet and all the, the up and down, round and round, mindfulness. It's a huge buzzword, you guys, because it's true. And now we have science that's proving it, that if we can learn how to be thinking about what we're thinking about and to be okay with just to sit and do nothing and feel more think more just observe our life a little bit more in a mindful space there are there are proven changes in the brain and it starts in the brain the battle is in your brain the heart is good the head's messed up amen I think my heart's pretty good, even though I have emotions that get all swirly. But it's the filter of my head, how I see things that swirl up my emotions. My heart is good. Your heart is good. It's just been assaulted. There's been attacks against it, but more it's landed in your mind. So how we see it. What's the scenario I play out? Because destruction, devastation, disappointment will come. But what filter do I run it through? So this week's verse is from Psalm 73 and it says that, um, hold on, I, I don't want to get it wrong. I wrote, I have so many notes. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I love Tammy back in the page on Monday. She said, what if we believe God has the biggest butt? That our God has the biggest b- butt." And I, I've heard that before in other ways, but I just love how she said it. That is a true statement. But God. That Though these things will happen, we can still have a heart to go but God. That's why David was known to be a worshiper. He worshipped God. I believe it was his worshipping that got him ready for Goliath. Amen. When he was out in the fields with the, the sheep by himself in the wilderness, which is a very holy place, by the way to be in that desolate place you're by yourself your brothers and sisters are all off to war you're kind of the forgotten one or you feel like it but you've been assigned a job and you do it religiously you do it with affection you do it with purpose he was worshiping God he was a worshiper and it was his worshiping heart that got him ready for the Goliath so that he believed but God no 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 okay that looks pretty bad that looks bad this feels bad A high portion of us, we're all emotional eaters if we really stop and think about it. I don't even think anyone's not an emotional eater because when you eat, it releases serotonin and dopamine and we feel good, especially if it's comfort foods. So all of us are emotional eaters to some degree or another. So when we feel that emotion, we can actually go, "Mm, I feel that. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. Wholehearted people, they feel it. They can, they feel it. They're okay to feel it. Something I'm training with my daughter and my son too is just go ahead. Like it's okay. Be sad. And I just stand with them and sad. I just hold them and let them be sad. I stopped doing the, let me fix it. Here's what you need to do. Da, 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 da. Like I stopped that because I did that to me when I realized I needed to learn how to just be Sad, Like be okay with the grief or the anger or the whatever it is. Like let it sit there a minute and then breathe. That's mindfulness. So that I could have a new thought. So the first scenario, what would happen for people is that they would tend to take it and take it to the extreme. They would get going, they'd get the goal, and then they'd become quite obsessive. That's not a sufficient place. That's not a wholehearted place. That's just a striving. That's a transferring of idols from neglecting your body to obsessing your body. It's an idol switch. Or the other one was that they would, you know, a couple weeks in and then start to lose the excitement. Something would go wrong. Some a child would get sick. I don't know. They would just stop coming. Uh, They weren't seeing the changes that they had hoped for, right? Because some people had really unrealistic expectations of their body. They'd show me a picture of like the Oxygen Magazine girl. And they're like, let's just get you to the 5K. How about that? Let's just get you to feel alive with your kids and enjoy life. The unhealthy expectations. That's why we said the first week, this is all about expectation. Motives has to do more about expectations. But we set our expectation that God is doing a good thing, period. That if it's not good, it's not the end because all things end good, so God is still doing a good thing. But are my ears open and my eyes open to worship God? All right? So we talked a lot about that. Those two scenarios kind of happen, and that's why either one of those, neither one of those is that God is my strength and my sufficiency. Because even though my heart, my flesh may fail I think that's interesting that the psalmist says may fail guess what it will fail I look at that every time I'm like my heart and my flesh may fail no it's gonna fail (laughs) not may but maybe maybe it's the heart and the flesh at the same time may fail your flesh will fail maybe the heart connected to the flesh less of a chance if I can keep my good heart connected to my flesh less of a chance But my flesh still, that thing, when that starts to fail and I start to believe my circumstances for my physical surrounding, I'll start to plummet down. So we are able, you guys, to stay connected to the joy. Stay connected to the pain. That's why uh, David could see the giant or see you know uh, Saul chasing after him he was in it he was feeling the suffering but he always inserted that big but of God but God and his heart would could begin to worship again because he would remind himself who God is what God has said what he is doing here that's why you guys it's really important we turn off the Facebook and the Instagram, whatever, when you start to give up on this, when you start to go, it's never going to change, da, 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 those old tapes start to pull out and get played. You have to interrupt them. You've got to interrupt them. And I, I'll talk more about this next week when we talk about the mind. We really are going to bust some things open. I promise you. But I'm still getting you ready now in this place of, Worship God, worship God, worship God. Because if I don't get you ready, the worship God, worship God, you're going to see the giants and go, I'm out. I'm out of here. Right? That's what I said. David was a worshiper. In the worship, he readied himself for the Goliath. In the worship. Because if I just came at you with week one in the mind, you would be like, oh my gosh, it's too much. Okay. No, no, no. It's just way too much. So instead we said, okay, let's center what this is really about. Because honestly, God is not going to love you more for weighing less, and he's not gonna love you less for weighing more. It really has so little to do with it. And how are you feeling? How are you living? How are you sleeping? How's your energy level? That always what it comes down to for us. And some people will have more muscle tone and more this or more that. Celebrate them, that's a great thing. The good news comes down to, is the body working? Am I feeling my feelings? Am I thinking thoughts? Am I fully in my skin? Because that's what a whole hearted person does. So I said three things this week that you can do to end your yo-yo dieting. To end it. To live in this place of, but God is my strength and my portion and my heart. I am sufficient. First thing I said was mindfulness. We've talked a lot about that. I'm not going to talk any more about that other than mindful people are sober and they're attuned. They have good attunement. Do like, you guys know what I always think of the word attunement? Um, you know if you're gonna um, the tuning forks where if you play a musical instrument you hit it and then it, it resonates a certain chord or note and then you would tune the instrument to that sound or to that pitch that is so true A a person of sober mind is attuned like the heavens are like hitting a chord bing there's a certain there's a there's a there's a pitch of heaven there's a there's a song, there's something's being sung, and the world does not sing that song, but we can attune ourselves to be like, what is the song of heaven right now? What is being said? This is powerful stuff. I'm telling you, it's not going to be popular stuff, but it's powerful if you can learn to be like, hey, there's a song that's being sung. Let me hear for what it is. Let me be mindful, because in my sobriety, I can tune my heart to that vibration. I can tune to that pitch. I can rise to meet. But I have to realize first, I'm out of tune. I am, I am, I've gotten clouded. There's something came in and cut in on my power, love, and sound mind. All right, then the second thing I said uh, was wholehearted. Now, I go after the word wholehearted because if you did weigh less to feed more, yeah, that was the original copy of this book, or this this program before it became a published book. Um, we use the word balance, or I used the word balance. If you had talked to me 10 years ago when I started writing a lot of this stuff uh, down, balance was a big word. It was a big word, balance, balance, but now we're seeing it's being switched out with mindfulness, which I agree with. But more than balance, it's wholehearted living. Wholeheartedness. That's really what we're going, to, a wholehearted person I mean you can even uh, everyone there's a reason why Brene Brown I think it was Brene Brown her like TED talk on belonging and wholehearted like people that are brave come like they have a whole heart they they know that they um the the shame of perhaps not belonging they're in tune to their whole heart they're not afraid of the whole heart because there's a story inside that whole heart what balance makes me think is like we're trying to like take care of it all. We're trying, there's, it's like jack of many trades, master of none. And I see that a lot. We say yes to everything. We're really not excellent at anything. Spiritual, Christianese, churchy stuff, like we're saying yes to a lot because God forbid we say no and have the potential of upsetting someone. Or some of us just say no all the time. Because we don't feel like we're enough. Our heart isn't whole enough to believe I have something to offer. I have something to offer. If I'm being invited, I have something to bring. And even if I'm not being invited, but the opportunity arises for me to be there, I have something to bring. I have something to offer. And most, first and foremost, what I have to offer is my presence. I'm just, I'm there. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not afraid. I'm going to hold peace. I'm not going to panic. I bring that that attunement, that sobriety and that peace into the situation. But the problem is we're not wholehearted because we don't, again, believe in our own sobriety. We're running from our own self. This belonging place comes from a conversation with you and God when he tells you who you are. Where he tells you who you are. He tells you who you are. This can only come the... You know, that's we're really big in this ministry about speaking life. If you're an instructor, you know we've done a lot about design and speaking life into people's design. We we basically we call out what we see in other people. If we see the gift of something, we're like, Oh my gosh, I see that in you. You call it out. You call it out. Because I can't see. I can't see what other people can often see. And when they tell me what they see, then I can start to perhaps take a chance and believe in it belonging wholeheartedness that i have value and worth to give in this place even if i have nothing of physical value like if i don't have i can't i can't even bring money i can bring my presence here i fully belong wholehearted people they don't fight or flight so that's why we practice mindfulness. They aren't people that panic because somebody said something and they said what and <gasps> I mean they're again sober to what they're feeling but they don't believe their feelings. They don't do their feelings. They feel their feelings and they don't have to do their feelings. Say that everyone. Wholehearted people feel their feelings without having to do their feelings. They can just feel it and go okay. And in that feeling place if it's a negative thought, if it's a terrible, if it's a discouraging thought, they know where to go and get the hope that is found. And it's in God, in Christ. I just go, God, what's true here? I hear this all the time, you guys. So many like famous speakers, people that you go, they never suffer with not feeling like they're enough. They would never suffer with that. Every human being does. Just put them next to somebody who in their eyes is a little bit more. Right? This is where the comparison thing actually... Hurts us and pays off. It hurts us because we're doing it all the time. We're so up close and personal with everybody now in media. But the blessing of it is it actually allows us to be purified and sanctified faster. Because that, the fact that, you know... um, Let's say if standing right here, there was Christine Kane. I'm sure I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, um, maybe you should just talk, Christine Kane, or Beth Moore, or some one, some big name, or whatever thing you value." Right? Like I value. God-fearing, seeking, loving women and men. Like I just... That's probably what I learn. I listen. I'm listening. They're basically, you know... uh, They put some flesh on the word of God for me. That I highly value it. I could be standing next to some celebrity that you highly value or someone. I'd be like, I don't know. doesn't bother me. I don't know who they are, right? But the fact that I'm up close and personal then allows me to rub and go, wait, who said that I'm disqualified or not as much or not enough? Like where... All that. I, I honestly feel like as much as we feel like we're kind of in the hardest of days right now in terms of like social media and oh it's so hard, it's so hard. I actually think it's really holy. I really do. I think God is setting up a great, like it's a it's a expanding um it's picking up speed in terms of the velocity at which God's people can bring goodness into the earth, can actually steward the kingdom. Because it's getting louder and clankier and more, you know, crowded and tight in some ways. But the narrow road squeezes us, squeezes out of us what doesn't belong to us and keeps us whole. Wholehearted people, they enter in and they enter all in. So now it doesn't mean proving or striving or I have to be the best. It just means I'm going to bring all of me here. Um... Or even if I'm saying, you know, I wish I had more to offer because I didn't get a good night's sleep last night. But you know what? It's the best I got to give. I'm going to give what I can. I'm not going to prove anything. I'm not going to sell my soul to try and fit in or belong. I'm just going to bring the best of me here. The best that I can. I compete with no one. It's the audience of one. That is a true statement. Wholehearted men and women compete with nobody. It's the audience of one. So I get up to make my offering. And I believe it's going to be good enough. Wholehearted people look for ways to be the blesser and the giver. We're always looking for like, what can I do to just add the blessing here? And like I said before, sometimes it's just fully being present. You know what, I'll tell you this. Last night, I had had a mom fail last night. Um, My sweet son, uh, he is involved in acting at school, which is just really cool. That's we didn't even know that he had that bug in him it started about two years ago now two years ago when he went to go try out he wouldn't even tell us about like the role he wouldn't share anything with us I think he was so nervous for us to like see him do something so out of the box so out of character but yet it is kind of his character because he's very imaginative but at the same time reserved um so two years ago, every play we couldn't get him to see. It was a surprise. I would show up to the play. I barely knew anything of what it was about. I didn't know. I would just watch it and be like gaping mouth, watching my son going, "Oh my gosh!" Like I didn't know that was in him. And then last night he is in he's in the Outsiders now, and he's um, Pony Boy. I think. No, no, no. He's not Pony Boy. He's Soda Pop. So if you read the book. And he sat down and he's like, mom, I have so many lines this year. I'm like, wow, that I imagine that's a pretty big role, soda pop. So I'm like, go ahead, start read." So he had his book and he just started reading him to me. Now I was present for about the first three minutes <laughs> and then my mind kind of went because nothing made sense. He was just saying his line and then saying a line and saying a line. I was tired I was, you know, multitasking, cleaning, and all that thing. And then I I looked back and was like, you know what? I missed it. I missed it. I should have put everything down, leaned in, and just listened. The whole thing was probably like seven minutes with him. But I was in my cleanup mode. It's the best thing. That's just presence, you guys. We're scrolling and watching. How many people now, I'm guilty at times watching something watching a movie and then you start to just read a book or something at the same time (laughs) i'm not saying it's all bad i think in some ways it's good but not when it comes to flesh and blood to people pay attention give people your attention that's one thing a wholehearted person can do i promise you if you're looking to lose weight here start loving people with your presence just believe no not believe it as in oh maybe it's true no this is true That you have something to offer in every moment of every scenario you enter in. Especially when other people are there too. You can offer your presence, your smile, your attention, your kindness. Even saying their name or whatever it is. We're losing this you guys. We have to train this. This will keep us whole for the days to come. Wholehearted people. You guys, whenever we say the word "whole heart," it really means to fill or be full. Think about that. That's why if my heart isn't filled or full, if I'm not whole, this is why I love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's a whole heart. Love Him with your heart. Love Him with your mind. Love Him with your dreams and desires, which is called your soul. Love Him with your body, as to with your physical output, what you can manifest with your energy, with your words. What can be read, listened to, or time-capsuled in terms of physical. Love God with all of that. Like we're all going to leave a fingerprint. That's a whole person. The whole person will not hunger for cheap food. They won't hunger. They won't thirst for dirty water. They'll be full. They'll be satisfied. They're hydrated. They, they have enough. The reason... Most overeat or obsess or neglect food or body is because they're believing a lie. You're believing a lie either about health and fitness, you're believing a lie about you, your heart, you're believing a lie about your purpose, your life, you're believing a lie. And love, the love of God does not lie. He doesn't lie. No, He wanted you. He said, I'm going to have you for such a time as this. You will be birthed. You will live in this time, on this place, and you will have a story. Your suffering will become my story. Wholehearted people are filled. They're full. Their hearts are full. So they don't hunger and thirst for cheap foods, dirty drink, simple pleasures. They don't take the easy way out. That is going to require training for us. Second Chronicles 16 9 says for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. I love this verse. I just see it every day like his spirit roams the earth looking for those whose eyes and ears are turned to be filled. God, what are you doing right now? God, what would please your heart? When I eat God, what would please your heart? When I drink God, what would please your heart? That's why last night with my son, it would please, it would have pleased his heart more for me to listen, but I didn't. I got I just I missed it. But now I know and I have an opportunity again to try. And I also this morning got to go do some back work with my son and say, you know what, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see it. Thanks for sharing it, right? There's mercy. Like the Lord covers it. In my awareness, I don't go okay great thank you no it's like okay but what can I do now God what can I do now knowing that I missed it then and it was just tell him go speak life in him, tell him how proud you are of him tell him you can't wait you'd love to run lines with him whenever right like that's so the mercy love is tethered to mercy and grace mercy says you're not I'm not going to give you what you deserve grace says I'm going to give you what you need and I'm jumping ahead a week but That's what we always get this second chance as wholehearted people to be like, okay, I wasn't attuned then. I was listening to the other voices, other worries of my life. I want to be in tune now. What can I do right now? Nobody's too far behind you guys. You're doing a great job. Wholehearted. Stay whole. The question I might have for you is what cuts in on your whole heart? And that goes back to any lie. Any time, you guys, that you feel separated from the love of God, separated from your identity, your value, it's a lie that's often connected to an offense. It's connected to something real, but not necessarily true find it follow the thread follow that line down to you know it's like i always feel like it's an anchor go down follow it all the way don't just stay on the surface of oh i'm believing a lie like you got to get down but we'll talk more about that next week to get you guys freed in your mind so that you can free up your heart to fully love god all right i'm gonna pray for you i really wish i had my glasses because oh i do look at this i'm gonna pray And then we are going to, um, I'll answer any questions that you have in the Facebook feed as well. This will be a podcast. And thank you for you guys that are leaving reviews on the podcast. It's been really fun to read. All right, let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for... Um, Facebook Live. (laughs) Always grateful, God, and for the podcast, Lord. Thank you for ears that are open to hear and eyes that are looking to see, God. Um, I pray, Lord, that you would use my words, that they lead straight to your heart, Lord, that um, I do not want to be in the middle of you with any of your sons or daughters, God. I'm grateful that we can steward a message, that I can share this the love that i have for you and the love that you found and are doing in me god but i pray it would surpass lord so i pray your word would implant deeper into the heart of your people i pray for wholehearted hearts to rise god a belonging that no matter what the world tells them if they're out they're actually in god Um, i ask for a rewriting of what it means to belong lord Help people understand that they're, what they offer, what they have to bring, how it's of complete and total value to you, no matter how the world receives it, God. Bind up the brokenhearted, Lord. Straighten the paths, uh, the the ankles that are twisted, God, Lord. And I mean that both physically and emotionally, God. Straighten in Jesus' name. Strengthen us, God. Strengthen us according to your word. Give them the courage to do the work of coming to the secret place with you and getting truth God that replaces what was real we want a truth that supersedes our reality God I thank you for your Holy Spirit I thank you for this total message of wholeness that you're doing in us God and I just know it's going way beyond the food or the fitness Lord that all things hold together in you God, heal bodies, heal broken parts of the bodies, Lord, where there's inflammation in Jesus' name. We say leave in Jesus' name. In any way we participate with inflammation, whether it's stress or turning to foods that feed inflammation, God, I just call it down in Jesus' name that there'd be a complete exhale like a a balloon letting out air in people's bodies right now, God, that all inflammation cease in Jesus' name, that these are people at rest, that they are not inflamed, God, that they are being restored, uh, Lord, by um, the rivers of life. They sit, they jump in, they enjoy, God, their life completely. So thank you, God, for this tidal wave of grace and mercy, a fresh hope in our bodies and our hearts and our minds and in our souls. We give it all back to you. We commit this all to you again today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right good. All right. Any questions you guys have? Thanks, Alexander.